Yes, yes, we are. Welcome, everybody, to the Taproom Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats, joined with my man, Big Ball and Ben Larson. What's going on tonight, Ben? Not much, man. Enjoying, uh, I mean, enjoying the day. We're getting closer to Friday, so I cannot <laughs> complain. I had to bring it back. It's been too long since I've been uh, dying for those Fridays, so... Gotta gotta bring it back. Yes, How you sir. Doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. Uh, if the Angels could pull out this W, that'd be nice. But at the same time, it's like if they lose 13 straight, you know these jokes are going to get off. So yeah, it's a win win in my in my situation. But either way, yeah. Before we get started, I do have to mention we are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code Taproom. For $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more, that's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your confines. You got to get up and sign, though. That's that's the only thing you got to do. Okay. Press so some buttons and then sign your name. When you get the is. package, you have to sign. Yeah, but other than that, you don't even got to get up. Nope. With that being said, Ben, are you sipping on anything tonight? I am. I'm going with the uh, Elysian Dank Dust IPA. Uh, coming Ooh. in at, oh, I didn't even look what the percentage on this one was. Eight point two percent. So pretty high on this one. That's a big um, right I've, there. I've had this one before. It is. It's absolutely crazy because it smells and tastes just like weed. But I mean, I wouldn't know. But <laughs> right. Of course, uh, of course not. No, college was fun, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a good one. This is definitely uh, one that I go back to a lot. Nice. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a um, strawberry daiquiri sour ale by Weldworks Brewing Company. Nice. Um, this is a sour ale with strawberry, vanilla beans, milk sugar, and natural flavors. They don't have a percentage on here, so I don't even know how strong it is. It could be fucking seven, but like it doesn't say anything on there. So I was looking That's for interesting. But nothing on there, but. Uh, yeah, I haven't even poured it yet because I'm still finishing the uh, the one I poured right before we went on, but it's almost nice. over. Here we go. But I'm looking forward to that one. Should be pretty tasty. I love strawberries. Seems like a great, you know, springtime, summertime beer. Hopefully, yeah. though, you know, there was strawberries recalled in the United States because of E. coli. Hopefully, those strawberries are not in here, dude. So yeah. if you see me vomiting profusely, then you know, <laughs> you know what happened. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this one, man. Looking forward to the show. Got a nice show packed. A lot of um, stuff to talk about. NHL, you, uh, NHL Eastern Conference Finals, especially, which we're going to get to in a minute. And then we're going to preview the NBA Finals Game 3 as we head back to Boston. Yep. And I have an 
interesting bet I've been trying to uh, see if anyone would take my action on today, but I haven't been able to get anyone to bite. Okay. But um, let's let's hop into the NHL first, Ben. So the New York Rangers go up 2 nothing. They were the underdogs coming into the series. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Lightning, I almost said Tampa Bay Rays, the Tampa Bay Lightning are two-time defending Stanley Cup champions going for a three-peat here. Yeah. Um, and the Rangers were red hot, man. Coming off the Game 7 W against the Hurricanes, win two in a row at home. They are up 2 nothing through two periods in uh, Game 3 against the Lightning, and the Lightning come back, score three unanswered goals, win the Game 3-2, to two, and then today absolutely fucking dominated the game. It was four nothing. The rain or three nothing. The Rangers got a goal with like a power play goal with like three minutes left. Yep. Tampa Bay puts in an empty netter. Four to one. The game was never even close. It was never in doubt. The Rangers never stood a chance. Um, what's your thoughts on how this series is? We're we're two to two now. We're heading back to New York. What's what's your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, a little unfortunate for you know for the Rangers because they are they're getting injured, um, and I think that's. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things that is, you know, really pushing what probably was their loss today um, was you have Ryan Strom who didn't play today and Philip Chidel who left in the second period. Um, and Chidel has been super hot. Strom has been playing really good hockey, uh, maybe not getting the goals, but definitely, you know, has got a couple assists and, you know, has been strong in their lineup. And when you're missing two centers, that is not you know, that's not how you're going to win hockey games. And, you know, it's, it's definitely tough to see because you were absolutely right. They had the hottest goalie going into this, they were on a run, but yeah, I think a little bit of this is, uh, you know, probably the NHL wanting the, the lightning to be back in the playoffs or sorry, back, back in the finals uh, to go for that three peat, but they would much rather have the Rangers in there, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a better story for the lightning to be in there. But, they don't uh, care about that. They got the fucking. They want that New York market more than anything. That's true. That's very true. Um, surprisingly large hockey market in Tampa Bay, though. Well, so, I mean, when you went back to back Stanley Cups, dude, that's true. Like you're, that's very it's true. It's bound to happen. I mean, you're looking, you're looking for uh, Patrick Maroon to go go four four straight. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's beaten Colorado, so it doesn't matter. Which yeah, no. Nah, team I was, goes in. I was talking to Irving earlier today, and I was like, man, I think Tampa Bay is going to win this series now, but they're going to get yep. smacked by Colorado. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and I think we're starting to see, you know, Vasilevsky get settled into this series and what the Rangers are putting at him. Yeah. Um, and that uh, Vasilevsky is the best goaltender in the league. And, you know, there's a reason for that. He is huge. He gets in. You know, all he has to do is get in front of the puck. He doesn't have to make acrobatic saves because he's so big. Um, those pads don't, you know, hurt his uh, hurt his uh, size either. But you know, he's he is a top the top goalie for a reason, and he's becoming a little bit more, you know, confident in net and you know making big stops today. Yeah, I think that's a great point right there, and that's kind of where I was heading is uh. You know, when the Rangers were up 2 nothing in in the game three, and they really had, like, their, their foot on Tampa Bay's throat. And I, yep. I thought they had to take one of two in Tampa Bay to win this series. If they didn't, I thought this series I, – I said from the beginning, I said it on Sunday, and I said it yep. on last night's show, if Tampa Bay ties up the series, it, Tampa Bay is going to win the series. 
because they're going to take away all that momentum that New York had. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are obviously capable of winning on the road, dude. Like, yeah. I, they're not the Carolina Hurricanes. They're a much better team and much more seasoned than Carolina. So when the Rangers lost that game, I was like, okay, like they probably should have won that game. They lose. They're going to, they have to win game four. four. It's, it's a must win for them. Yeah. And they lost. But more importantly, which you kind of alluded to, is that they built up confidence in Vasilevsky now. Like he was, they couldn't get anything by him really. And not only that, but they weren't even getting good shots, dude. Like they weren't good shot opportunities. Like through two periods, they only had two good shot uh, opportunities. And I just think that now you give all the momentum back to Tampa Bay, a team that's won a championship that can obviously win on the road. I just think this is a, it's very dangerous territory for the Rangers. I mean, Game five is obviously a must win for them, in my opinion, Ben. I don't know if you agree with that, but yeah. I think they they absolutely have to win game five. Um, and if they lose it, this series could very well be over in six games. Yeah. It'll be quick work for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But, man, I, I thought the Rangers really lost a golden opportunity there, Ben, in game three. And, unfortunately, like, you know, hockey, we talked about this before, man. It's a lot of momentum, and momentum carries you and. Now the Lightning have all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's back to a three game series. And, you know, if I have to put my money on anyone in a three game series, it's going to be the team who's been to the finals the last two years. Um, and yep. even though that's not the team that I want to win, that's the team that knows how to win, who's been put into those spots and who has been successful in those spots in the past. And it's, it's crazy. I think this still goes to seven. I'm still going to give the Rangers one more game. Um, but I, th- I think it's going to be a four to three, uh, kind of serious final. And that's even better for, uh, for Colorado because the Rangers are throwing their weight around. They, they had 35 hits today. They're not making this easy for, for, uh, yeah, but Tampa they can't Bay. score, but yeah. Oh no, Absolutely. But I, I think that's why it makes it easier for Colorado is because the Rangers are putting those hits out. They are being physical in there. Um, Reeves has gotten under, you know, a couple of the lightning skin and is, you know, making this a difficult series for them. And I think that's going it, to, it's just going to tire them out. They had 10 days off before this, so they are rested. But now you, you look at, uh, you know, Colorado with that sweep. Now they're going to be, getting rested right now they're going to get be getting healthier and i think that's it's better for them to get healthy now than to you know be in a seven game series like tampa bay is oh yeah for sure i mean with Kadri being hurt too it only helps Kadri Colorado. Won't be back he had he had surgery on his hand he'll be out oh he's out for the playoffs yeah <sighs> that's tough likely um, very likely I mean, he's a hockey player, dude. He'll figure it out. <laughs> no, I'm just sure. <laughs> if he didn't have surgery, I'd say, yeah, he might be back. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. But the only thing is, is like rest. Sometimes, like we saw this with the Lightning, like they came out very sluggish in Game One. Yeah. Um, and that, dude, that's like I, keep, I just keep going back to that man. The Rangers just lost so much momentum, dude, and I just yeah. don't see them recovering from this. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, at least Strom was out on the pregame skate. It'll be interesting to see what is really up with Scheidel. Um, but, again, two of your top centers being out. 
Yeah, that, no, it's not good. That's major, major difficulties there. It's not good, and they just couldn't get the puck in, dude. And like, like yeah. I said, dude, it wasn't. They weren't even getting good shots, dude. Like they were kind of just like throwing the puck on the net. Like nothing was like a good, clean look. So they weren't even making it difficult on uh, Vasilevsky. You know what I mean? So. We'll see, man. Rangers definitely have to win game five. If they lose game five, it's a wrap. And if if they if it goes seven, man, I still like the Rangers because they have game seven at home. So, yeah. I mean, if they can get it to a game seven, I think they absolutely have to be the favorite to win the series. I just I don't think it's going to get to a game seven at this point. I honestly, I'm not. I'm probably not going to bet the next game just because I I don't like the the momentum swing and I. You know, if I were to take a bet, I would probably take the home team, but I I'm just not comfortable taking the Rangers at this point. Um, so you know, if the Rangers do win, though, this could be a seven game series. Yeah, we'll see. You think the Rangers are going to win Game Five, though? Obviously, you got uh, seven. I have them winning either five or six. I think they'll they'll get one more. Probably at home, so five. I'd give them five. Yeah, man. Because if they win Game Five, I think they they have a great chance of winning the series. Yeah, obviously. But, um, what's your thoughts on? Because uh, we've we've spoken about we we both thought the Oilers were going to get swept. Oh, on Sunday we did. Um, I was going to say <laughs> you thought that, huh? They get swept in. Uh, it was an interesting game, though. It was a really fun game to watch. It was. I was surprised. I mean, they were down three nothing, and then came back to win it six to five. Yeah, um, I mean that was a crazy, crazy, crazy game, dude. It yeah. it felt like Colorado had like they were the best, they were the better team in the first period, but then the Oilers completely like took over for the rest of the game until like nine minutes ago, and then the yeah. <laughs> then the Avalanche put up like three goals. Yep. Um, it was it was just insane, dude. Um, very very fun game though. Um, but what's your thoughts on uh, on that series and how that kind of played out and what Edmonton needs to do going forward to be a Stanley Cup team? Because with Connor McDavid on your team, I think the expectation is to win Stanley Cups. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's going to be interesting for them to move forward. I think they need to get a new goalie. Um, Mark Smith is good when he is confident. Um, but once that confidence shakes, it's not consistent. Exactly. He's, he's a whole new person. And, you know, I think that's a major problem for the Oilers because and really for any team in the playoffs, because there is such an up and down, you know, at any moment, you know, in a game that you need someone who can get their confidence back. And I just don't see, I don't see that happening. He's very kind of Martin Jones. esque I mean, definitely better than Martin Jones other than his, you know, run in LA, but like once you let a bad one go by, you're almost guaranteeing that you're going to let a bad one go by, but then you, you lose that confidence and then, you know, two or three more go in. And that's just not something that the Oilers can have in the back. I was, I was reading another thing today about uh, Evander Kane, um, that the arbiter is going to be looking at Evander Kane's contract in San Jose and the arbiter can very much go back and say his contract is not void and he's going back to San Jose. And what does San Jose do then? Dude, I was, well, I I heard that dude. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So he played for Edmonton and then it's like 
his contract isn't void, so he has to go back to the the Sharks. Like, then whatever he did in Edmonton, whatever Edmonton did, like that shouldn't even count. Well, he's on a one year one year contract there, so or, or the remainder of the season contract there. So you know he wouldn't be. The thing is, is like if he goes back Edmonton to the Sharks, anymore. the Sharks have to keep him. They have no choice. He has too big of a contract. They can't just waive him. No, they can't waive him, but they can trade him. And I think what he's done in the playoffs have definitely made him tradable. Yeah, he definitely built up some trade value. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I, I mean, I I don't think we'll be getting much more than you know a bag of pucks and a couple sticks for him, but you know he'll at least be tradable. And that was something that he wasn't. He, he didn't have any trade value after his whole COVID fiasco. And it's just the irresp- I don't think it was the COVID itself and not getting his. It was his, just the. Uh, uh, it was the irresponsibility yeah, behind it. And the unprofessionalism and the yeah. immaturity. Yeah. Kind of all so, that tied into it, yeah. But he is a hell of a hockey player. We know that he's a hell of a hockey player, and he just proved it in the playoffs here. So I think his value has built up. So if that's, you know, if that's something that happens, you know, Sharks can either, you know, trade him or who knows? We've got a new GM this year. So we haven't supposedly we're down to a list of, you know, three to five. Um, you know, we were supposed to at least by the start of June. We haven't seen that list, but there's a couple couple people who may be able to kind of, you know, let him know how short of a stick he's on and or, you know, have that be the first trade for the new GM. They in do. San Jose. Yeah, no, so, be, be what I would do. That's for yep. sure. Yeah, there's a rumor that it's uh, Kevin Weeks. The other one I've seen is the uh, assistant GM out of New York, um, which would be a good t- good uh, pickup to Martin. Um, I think Ryan Martin. Uh, I'm always also, down with assistant GMs and stuff because I, I yeah. like uh, I don't like retread the hires, dude. I like giving somebody yeah. like an opportunity because you never know what they could do because they might be the brains behind what's going on in New York. You know what I mean? So I'm always for that that kind of opportunity. I'd rather have Kevin Weeks or that dude than a fucking retread GM. Yeah. Um, the other one that I heard uh, was uh, Ray Whitney. Okay. Shark's, uh, Shark's second pick overall uh, back in 91. Yeah. I would so take that. That would be interesting. He's never had any you know, senior management positions, but neither is Weeks. Weeks at least has kind of moved himself into that broadcaster role after his, you know, very smart hockey career. I think um, as long as you, especially in hockey, dude, as long as you can evaluate talent yeah. and, and correlate it to value, I think that's the biggest thing, dude. Like you can't lose sight of value yeah, because that's when you get yourself into bad situations, when you overpay for players and stuff. Yeah. So I, th- I think broadcasting, I think that's a great opportunity. However, yeah. I do think that, like, as fans, we see broadcasters and we're, we become attracted to the personality mm-hmm. um, and maybe overvalue that. Yeah. But, I am I mean, I'm not opposed to Kevin Weeks, and I'm certainly not opposed to the assistant GM in New York because they have done yeah. a hell of a job rebuilding that team very quickly. Yep. The other uh, person mm-hmm. that I saw, um, I don't know if he's been in, uh, interviewed, was uh, Mike Greer. Uh, the old Sharks player, uh, whose brother is What's a he doing baseball now? GM. So, What's Greer doing now? Uh, I don't know. He's, I believe he's in... Uh, let's see. What I really want is someone that's going to hire dudes from Yale and Harvard. 
<laughs> that are yeah. like very analytically smart because that's how they, uh, those are the best guys like correlate value. Yeah. Uh, I don't see what he's doing right now. Let's see if uh, this new story has it, but it looks like he's either coaching or an assistant assistant coach or coaching in uh AHL. Okay. So, I mean, he, He's still evaluating talent as a coach, yeah. you know. I like that. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that either. I like Greer as a player too. He was dope. Oh, hockey operations advisor for the New York Rangers. Bro, I'm down to get anybody from the Rangers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Because yeah. at some point we got to get a goalie. We haven't had a goalie since Nabokov, really. I mean, Jones had that one run, but yeah. other than that. It's been yeah. a struggle, man. We've been looking for a goalie. And the crazy thing is, like, as a, you know, the Sharks had great, great goalies for a long period of time. Steve Shields, Archers Urbe, Kippersoft, Nabokov. Vernon. Yeah. Mike Vernon. And we just went ice cold on goalies, dude. Yep. Struggle. Who did we, who did we just uh, pick up? Uh, Kokkinen? Yeah, some dude from the University of Denver. Uh, well, no, that was, uh, he was from uh, Minnesota. No, the dude we just traded for. He's from, like he's he was he's on another team. I don't know what team, but he went to the University of Denver. I don't know what, okay. what team he's on now. Uh, let's see. Oh, Aiden Hill. We've got Aiden Hill, who's got- been trash. Capo uh, <laughs> yeah. Kokkinen, yeah, who came over from um, uh, Minnesota. Now there's another dude we we just traded for. Or signed or something from University of Denver. Huh. Chris Ransom fucking uh, messaged me about it today. Huh. I forget. I gotta pull up my messages, but yeah, a kid out of University of Denver is supposed to be pretty good. Okay, <clears throat> he said he's probably gonna start for us next year, so that'll be interesting. But let's move into NBA Finals Game Three. We're heading to Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Bastin. How do they say it? Bastin. You garbage. Bastin. Yeah. Um, so we got we're tied up one to one. We spoke about we talked about this game, you know, pretty heavily on Sunday night. Um, you know, we I I mentioned that I think both teams feel comfortable with how the series is going back to Boston. You know, if you're Boston one to one, you're happy. If you're Golden State, the way you adjusted in one game two, you're very happy. Mm-hmm. But here's so here's my uh here's Here's my action I've been trying to get some some book to bite on today, Ben, is I 100% think, and I'm willing to put U.S. dollars on it at some good, at some good odds. I 100% think that Draymond Green will either A, foul out, or B, get ejected in this game. 100%. And I think that totally is going to affect this game. And the reason why I say that is because he very well should have been ejected for a flagrant. Oh, for a second on. flagrant. No, he should have. Even Steve Javi said it. He's a rules analyst, dude. He's a former NBA ref, and he even said like, if this wasn't game two in Golden State and they were down, they weren't down zero one. Like they would, they probably would have ejected him. If this was a regular season game, he probably would have been ejected after because he did it was twice. A regular had, season game, I'd say he had yeah. two flag. He but basically had two flagrants. He had one. He had one technical foul, and then he should have been called for another flagrant, and then. There's uh, these highlights that people put together 
that have been circulating, which I'm sure the Celtics put together too and sent to the league, of Draymond Green literally, when he's setting screens, he's grabbing guys and holding them. And there's going to be a f- absolute focus. There, That's a moving screen, dude. And there's oh, absolutely, a, but Boston is doing it too. No, not like, dude, there's like literally video. I'll send it to you after this, but there's going to be emphasis on Draymond Green, especially because of like how he acted in game in game two. And then this video circulating, because I, I guarantee the Celtics sent this to the league office and said, hey, like you guys, you can't let this go. Like he's he's literally grabbing guys, like tackling guys when he's setting a screen, like you can't allow this. And we see this every playoff game. Like the ref, the officiating goes like this, dude, every game it flip, it goes one team gets a favorable whistle and then the other team gets a favorable whistle. And then the other team gets a favorable whistle. And then the other team does. And that's how it's going to go in this game. And Draymond green is, he's either getting ejected or he's fouling out, dude. And I would put us, I would put a hundred us dollars on it with good odds. Like the odds got to be like, you know, plus 300 or something. Cause uh, for that to happen, it's still like, it's, it's not like it's a guarantee unless I'm getting information from the NBA officials, but I have a good inclination because, you know, Boston or golden state, did get the better of the whistle in game two. And I think Boston at home, home cooking, dude, Boston fan, man. Ah, it's, it's just, it's how the NBA finals have gone every fucking game, dude. Like it's how it's gone every single year too. Yeah. So Boston's going to get the whistle next game and Draymond green's going to be the, unfortunately he's going to be on the wrong end of it because a, he's a physical player and B he's going to have a target on his back because of the Celtics sending this video to the league office. So yeah, I'm sure we can find just as many videos of them doing you know, moving screens and all like this. Holding so, on dude, that. This is oh, crazy. Absolutely, Did dude. you see this absolutely. video? Absolutely. No, I didn't see the video. I mean, I, I've noticed it in, in the games and I, I've noticed it going both ways. I've no, I've been pissed off when the Boston's doing it and I've been, you know, again and, and gotten no call. And I've been like, Oh, you got lucky there when the warriors do it and they haven't gotten the calls. So it goes both ways. Well, um, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if the if, moving screens like this have gone both ways because I certainly if haven't seen it go they both ways. Buckle down on moving screens; it's going to go both ways. Well, yeah, but and it's going to cost Boston just as much as it. Not costs no way, Warriors. dude. Andrew Bogut even came out. Andrew Bogut even came out and said that he, he even said we set the most moving screens in the NBA. It's going to go both ways. Yeah, it's going to go both ways, but it's really for, going to affect... They're all looking for their their step ahead, and... It's really going to affect Golden State, though, because they're the team that abuses it the most. But what I'm saying, I think we're really getting away from, is that there's going to be an emphasis on Draymond Green because of how he acted in Game 2, coupled with the moving screens that there, there's literally... This video is crazy, Ben, like... It's like five minutes of Draymond Green tackling dudes in this in I, one game. It's if not I just had the time I'd go do it for the Boston because it happens there all the time too. Not and like this though, there, bro. If it was put up, you'd see it as well. So not like this because I'm sure you know there's a lot of people with a lot of time on Twitter Boston and there ain't no. This isn't even a Boston pissy. fan, dude. This was uh-huh. a, a literally verified account. Or an anti anti Warriors fan being pissy. Nah, that this they is lost this was a two. this was a verified account that put up this video, and because the reason why they did it was because Draymond was like talking so much after. They're like, man, this is crazy. Even uh, Kyle Kuzma even said mentioned something about it. 
I mean, dude, Kuzma has got a lot of finals experience. This isn't. Well, I mean, he has a championship. One. I mean, that's that's more and than a lot of guys. A, wasn't a, a major player in that either, but well, he was a role player. And but the point is, is that I mean, take off the Warriors hat for a minute. Draymond Green is going to have a target on his back. Oh, absolutely. Draymond Green has a target on his back every single game. But he didn't and in game two. He's built that. Bro tackled Jalen Brown and pulled his shorts down. He even... did not tackle him. Give me a break. He pulled him down by his shorts. He got up and pulled him by the shorts to get up because Brown was standing over him, taunting him after that. Man. After he just pushed I mean, him off. Yeah, and it should have been a double take. And then Draymond, would, and then Draymond would have been the, ejected because that would have been his second technical in the game. But it's the finals, and it doesn't happen in the playoffs. But that's the thing is, like, they've been calling that all fi- They've been calling it's it all playoffs. Final. It's, no, they haven't been calling that all playoffs. Bro, they've been calling no garbage-ass technicals all playoffs. We are, we're not going to sit here and say that they have not been calling that. They have absolutely been calling Double text to get people kicked out? No, they've been calling double text for plays similar to that. And the reason why they didn't call it there was so that Draymond wouldn't get ejected because the mm-hmm. Warriors were down 0-1 at home. He gets ejected. They definitely lose the game. They go down 0-2. The NBA don't want that. Nobody wants that. The fans don't want that. I just, I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. But this next game, he's certainly going to have a target on his back by the officials because they are going to say, like, hey, like they were not going to eject him, dude. I think that's why he played so physical is because he knows down 0-1 at home, they're not going to boot him, dude, in the NBA Finals. But now they go back to the road to Boston. He needs to be a little bit more careful because now they're going to call that kind of stuff on him. It's going to happen. They're not going to let it just slide all series, dude. I don't buy it. All right, so when Draymond Green gets ejected tomorrow, I want an apology on video or fouls out. I want an apology saying... An apology? Yeah, saying, I'm sorry, Jordan, you were absolutely right. Because I'm telling you, dude, he's getting he's getting ejected or he's fouling out tomorrow. All right. Or he's going to get, like, three quick fouls, and it's going to change the whole course of the game. Yep. It's going to happen, dude. I've se- it's, it's happened all it playoffs, dude. It. It's happened all playoff long. All playoffs long, the officiating goes one way, then goes the complete opposite yeah. the next game. I'll be excited for you to eat crow after this. So, I mean, if he doesn't foul out, so be it, dude. He doesn't. But if he if his fouls become an issue that change the course of the game, then I'm still, in my opinion, correct because I think he's either there's three things that are going to happen. He's either going to get a lot of quick fouls, which is going to put him in foul trouble, which is going to change the way he has to play the game. Or he's going to get ejected, or he's going to foul out, like in the third quarter, which is going to change the trajectory of the game. Because you know Draymond's not a good offensive player, but they absolutely need him on defense. Oh, absolutely. You know, so without him, because I mean, he really changed the way Jalen Brown played. Jalen Brown had like thirteen points in the first quarter. He starts guarding him. Jalen Brown had two points the rest of the game. Yeah, huge difference. Yep. Yeah. Uh, right now, the Warriors plus three and a half. Boston minus three and a half. We're seeing a ton of action on Golden State again, just like we did in the games one and two. Yeah. It kind of surprised me that it's sitting at three and a half. Why? Because Boston's at home. Well, no, I mean, like, it's just saying they're like, uh, I'm honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't three. I was, I was shocked. It was three and a half. 
we'll put, you know, you usually get what three points for being the home team. So they're saying that the Warriors are six point favors here, six and a half. Mm. I don't think that's the case. No, because I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. I honestly, I was shocked it opened at three and a half. I thought it was going to open at three. I thought it was going to get bet down, but it hasn't, even though all the money's on Golden State, it still hasn't moved to three, which is shocking to me. Um, And then the over-under is 212. It got bet up to 212 and a half. Then got bet back down to 212. Mm. So a lot of money coming in on the under. Yeah, I'd I'd go the under here too. Yeah, I like the under as well. I think the under is a smart play because I think both these teams are pretty defensive. Yeah, I think that's the only bet that I'd take on this game. I mean, I, I again still have this going, you know, six or seven, and that's going to include a a split in Boston, just like the split in, you know, in in San Francisco happened. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought Warriors going to we're going to take game one, Boston take game two. That flip flopped. Uh, I but I, I still think we're going to have a split here in Boston. I don't know if Boston's going to take game one or if they're going to take game two in Boston. I don't know how this is going to going to happen. Yeah, I don't know the – I mean, I, I keep going I, back to, you know, the Warriors only put up 107 points, and Boston played like shit. They had 19 turnovers, 33 points off 19 turnovers. I don't think that's going to happen again. So that's why I like the under here. Um, well, yes, a lot of turnovers, but a lot of that was also steals. It was a lot of been, unforced turnovers that are also counted as steals. Like, yeah, when they throw the ball to a guy that's not even within five feet of the basketball because they think he's going to cut, but he doesn't cut. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't think Boston's going to do that again. But at the same time, like, I, I, I think this is going to be a defensive series. So I don't think either team is going to kind of erupt like they did in Game One, where both yeah. teams were pretty good offensively. Yeah. You know, the Warriors were pretty good offensively for three quarters. Boston was really fucking good for one quarter, and then they yeah. were also good in, in quarters one and two. So I, I think the under is a, a, a good play here. Yeah, I think under is a good play. I'm going to go Warriors on this one um, just because the – What's that? Just because you're a Warriors fan. No, you can uh, just because Boston has won every single game after they've lost. I think that – I just don't think that streak continues. Um, at some point that is going to end. Um, and I, I think it's going to be, you know, game three here. Um, but I, I, again, I think we're going to be leaving Boston at two, two. So these are just two great teams. Um, I think the Warriors come in and, you know, give a little bit more emphasis in game three because Boston won game one in, in golden state. So I think they have to come out stronger and kind of show Boston that, hey, we can win on your home floor too. Yeah, I like Boston so. in this game just because I, I do think that Draymond Green is going to get affected by the whistle. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Boston's going to get a favorable whistle, to be honest, in this game. And then it could switch to game four because you're right, dude. This may this very well could be a split here. Yeah. But I think Boston's going to take three. If the Warriors are going to win one, it's going to be game four. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> should be good though. It's gonna be a great yeah, game. It's gonna look, be a great game. Very much looking forward to it. I'm just fucking annoyed because, dude, like, why do we get like two games in a week? <laughs> like, why, yeah. why do we have so many days off in between yeah. these games? It, dude? It, it's been weird to see three days in between each game. We do move to you know Wednesday, Friday, um, which you know has our our two games or two days in between. So that kind of gets back to things. What is it? Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, 
Sunday. Yeah. So we get back to, you know, the not every other day, the but fucking every Sunday primetime. For some reason, they hate Saturdays, dude. I don't get it. Yeah. What time is that Sunday game? Probably five. Usually all the finals uh, games are the evening. Are they all at five? Yeah, they're like five, but they don't tip off till like 530. <laughs> Supposed to tip off at five, but they tip off at 530. Yeah. Let's see. Six, six, six. Oh, six o'clock. Oh, does. no, it's on. Wait, 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 wait. It's on Monday. Monday? Wednesday, Friday, Monday. Yeah. What the fuck is with all these days off? Like, dude, come yeah, on. What know. are we doing? Is there a concert at the Chase Center? That's my only on a Sunday night. I don't know. And then we go from Monday to Thursday. Bro, the finals could literally seven games. It could take 21 days, dude. Yeah. Well, let's see. Game seven is on the 19th. When did it's game... 12 days from now. The game one was on what? The fucking... The second? Uh, the first? Second. Yeah, I think you're right. So 17 days between in a seven-game series, dude. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. Hold on. Let's see. Like, why? What are we doing? Uh, game one was... Was it the first or the second? It was Thursday, right? Of course it doesn't tell me on here. I'm pretty sure we went Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, Thursday, yep. Yeah. Thursday the second. Yeah, so... So 17 <laughs> days, yep. Yeah. Oh, fuck, nuts. man. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, all right, all right. All right, Ben, let's get some best bets for the people for Monday. Or not Monday. <laughs> Let me say Sunday, dude. Uh, for Wednesday. For Wednesday, yep. dude. What do you like on Wednesday? Uh, so I'm going to go with two baseball bets for tomorrow. Um, okay. We're going to go... We're going to go with uh, San Francisco, Colorado. We've got Alex Wood and uh, Antonio Sensazilla uh, on the hill. Sensazilla has a 5.4 ERA. Wood is going a 4.66 ERA. So we are going to go the first five over four. Both of these uh, both of these pitchers have kind of struggled against each other or against these teams. Um, granted, the first game that they both pitched against uh, was in Colorado, and that was an 11-point game. Game two was a a 13-run game, um, and that was in San Francisco. So both of these pitchers kind of got beat up. And you look at Sensazilla's last uh, outing. He had 13 hits, six earned runs. And you go over to Alex Wood. He had four hits, two earned runs in his last start. Um, And when he played in Colorado, he did go, you know, oh, no, he didn't go distance here. Uh, Five Five and a third with seven hits, two runs, and four and a third with six hits, one run. I'm oh, sorry, with three earned runs. Um, so both of these uh, pitchers like to like to give up hits to each of the opposing team. So we're gonna go first five over four. Next game we're going to go to like is we are going to go to the Dodgers and the White Sox. Dodgers really need to turn things around, and they've got Gonsolin on the hill, which is uh, he's 6-0 and with a 1.59 ERA going up against Johnny Cueto, who is 0-2 with a 2.92 ERA. Cueto started really hot in his first two starts against the Royals and the Yankees, but has very, very, very much cold off um, in his last two most recent starts. He's only got four starts. Um, going against the Cubs, he went 6-2 third 
thirds, nine hits, five earned runs. And then Toronto, he went six innings, uh, seven hits with three earned runs. Um, so I'm going to go first five minus a half a run to the Dodgers. And I'm really even going to go a full game uh, at minus one and a half here. I think uh, both of these will cash uh, with the way that the Dodgers really need to come back in. And Gonsolin has been pitching well. Yeah, Gonsolin has been. He's probably him and Tyler Anderson have probably been their two best pitchers. But yes. Oh man, it's crazy what's going on in LA right now. But they were due for a little slump. They'll, they'll yep. bounce back. And five and five, five hundred is not that bad of a slump. Yeah, losing three straight to the Pirates. That is pretty but, bad. Yeah, that's true. All right, I got a couple best bets here. So my first best bet, I'm going Mariners money line plus one twenty six at the Houston Astros. The Mariners are fifth in WRC plus versus right-handed pitching, and they absolutely lit the fuck up Christian Javier, who had an under one ERA at home on Monday. And Yerkwoody has a minus three point three uh, wins versus on the fastball, and the Mariners are first in Major League Baseball hitting the fastball. And last time out versus Seattle, Yerkwoody gave up five earned runs in four and two thirds innings versus Seattle. Seattle is also fifth in WRC plus in the last six days. They have absolutely been swinging the sticks well. And Houston is 12th in WRC plus at home this season. They performed a lot better on the road. So give me the Mariners here. This game should be more like minus 105, minus 110 for the Mariners. Plus Logan Gilbert's on the mound for the Mariners. He's their best pitcher. Before Um, you go on to your next bet, did you see uh, J-Rod's homer in the ninth the other night? Yeah, man. J-Rod is like, he's the AL rookie of the year in my opinion right now. And he is playing absolutely fucking incredible. Um, the Mariners are really starting to turn it on. It's really just their starting pitching, dude. Like, because yeah. outside of Logan Gilbert, their starting pitching has been really up and down. And my second best bet, we're going under two twelve uh, Warriors and Celtics. I like that bet there. I think I don't yeah. think it's going to be a high scoring game at all. I think Agreed. this is two of the best defensive teams left in the league. So give me that under two twelve. Let's head to the window. Let's make this money, Ben. Hell yeah! And then we're gonna hey. get out of here. Before we go, what'd you think of that uh, strawberry beer? Oh, it was all right, dude. It wasn't yeah. like one of the better ones I've had. I'd probably give it like a three, seven, five out of four. I'd probably drink it, dude. The the Angels are so fucking pathetic, though, dude. Uh oh, dude. The Angels had runners on first and second, no outs, bottom of the ninth, and didn't even score a run. Yeah. Whoo, man. Ooh. Angels are Broncos. trying not to lose thirteen in a row. Yeah. Broncos just reached a deal. $4.65 billion. Is it to that Walmart guy? Uh, I believe so. The Walton and uh, Penner family. Yeah. Yep. Crazy, bro. Yep. Walmart guy. It's a lot of money. $4.65 bill. They should just, like, disperse that throughout every American, dude. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be very nice. Thank y'all for joining us. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device. Use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. For Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, I am Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Let's We will see y'all later. We'll be back Sunday. I will be back tomorrow night with uh, Raider Eddie and Irving. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. Let's make this money. You should probably fade me on all my picks right now because I'm fucking ice cold.